535, it is out through the radio. I'm to pick us some pounds so we can make us some queso. No luggage in the trunk, just me and some keys. Headed back down to Texas, now we serving these beans. What's up, and welcome to the I-35 Sports Connection. Mila here. <sighs> and, uh... A uh, exacerbated AAA from watching that Chiefs-Giants game. But you're here. You're here. You're alive. You made it. Just breathe. Just. Just just a few more games here. Uh, I mean. Uh, you're not going to make it to the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I mean. Maybe I'm not kidding. We I don't barely know. survived. Danny, I ain't got no dimes, Jones. So yeah. that, was, that was interesting. Yeah. Well, do you want to get into that? Yeah, let's start with the Chiefs. Uh, a, uh, another pathetic showing um, for KC. I mean, we you literally played the probably the worst team in the NFL. I mean, yeah, because like I, I would say it was the Jets, but then the Jets look great, uh, not great, but they look better than they ever have this past week. And you look mm-hmm. probably worse than you've ever have. You struggled to move the ball. I mean, the defense didn't really play inspired until the end of the game. Uh, you know, so I think the whole, like, do Spags have a voice question has been answered. I, you know, what was really puzzling for me about this game is the fact that y'all have such a dynamite offense, and it was nowhere to be found. Well, you know, let's get into that. I, I think there's a, a real question here. It's like, at what point does Mahomes trust this new offensive line? Because, like, he is leaving the pocket early like he has protection he can step up and he's choosing to turn his back 360 spin out the pocket and like it's really starting to hurt the offense because like now you're having this nice little pocket that you've created mm-hmm. and the linemen aren't able to hold their blocks when like hey we got the pocket you don't need to go just step up yeah and then you're causing your receivers to break out these routes and then like there's drops on top of this there's fumbles kelsey fumbling was big it's just yeah. like have you ever played pin the tail on the donkey? Yes. I feel like that is how Patrick Mahomes is throwing right now. I feel like that's how this offense is with the football in general. Yeah. If it ain't Mahomes like, throwing an interception or throwing a bad pass, yeah. it's our team's inability to hold on to the ball. It's like no one wants to to hold it yeah, or to pin the tail. Like It's we, crazy, though. It's just so mind-boggling. Like, what the hell has happened? And, and halfway through the year, you can say, like, this is who we are now. We're a team that does not value the football and, and doesn't take care of it, and it puts us in binds, right? Because, like, did the Chiefs move the ball well against the Giants? Sure. And then what ultimately happened? A bad turnover or a bad, stupid penalty, right? And, and what you'll find very – what correlates very well with teams that turn over the ball a lot is undisciplinedness and penalty flags, right? So teams that usually lead the league in turnovers as far as, like, giving up the ball, you know what else they usually lead the league in? Flags. And that's something that the Chiefs seem to be doing in stride right now. Yeah, that was not. So you have an undisciplined team. You have a team that doesn't value the ball. And you have a team that plays uninspired on defense. And those three combinations, combined for a bad team right now and yeah there is no like hey the chiefs are great no they're not good right now not saying that they can't turn it around somehow but right now you are not good and i would be remiss if i didn't just warn chiefs nation right now or the chiefs kingdom right now that this whole like yes we did trade for ingram at the deadline for pittsburgh you gave up a six you got him he's not the savior Okay. Yeah. Can I go into why Ingram yes. isn't the savior? No, please, cause because I don't. I agree. 
Because all I've heard from people is, oh, we gotta go get Ingram. We gotta go get Ingram. No. We get Ingram, everything's fixed. It's not. No, there's there's deeper issues here. And how's a guy who got signed just before training camp because no one else wanted him? A guy who is playing 25% of defensive snaps for Pittsburgh, and a guy who Pittsburgh felt that they could get rid of because you know who they're bringing up out of their practice squad? Taco. They viewed that as the same as Ingram. Yeah. Bringing Taco up from the practice squad to replace Ingram. That's what they view as similar moves right there. So you basically got a guy they value as Taco who is someone you didn't value at all on your team. Tell me how that's supposed to save you. Now, it can help you if you do one thing. Get Chris Jones the F away from the end. I've already talked about this already. Put him back in the middle because you have no presence up the middle. If you want to put Ingram on an edge, put put Frank Clark on an edge, sure, go for it. But get Chris Jones back in the middle or your defense will never be better. It will never be better. And for the love of everything, get Dan Sorensen off the field and get Ben Neiman (laughs) off the field. But until you do these moves – you're not going to be better. The defense yeah. isn't playing more inspired. Like, oh, they had a great last stand against against the Giants to hold it. Against the Giants. Yeah. You, just, you didn't have a last stand. It was Sterling Shepard got hurt. Kadarius Tony was hurt. Yeah. No Saquon. Got lucky there. You got, you got help from the Giants shooting themselves in the foot with injuries. And then also... Jason Garrett being their offensive coordinator. The Giants stopped the Giants yeah. in this game. The this, Chiefs, had, this had nothing to do with the Chiefs. Exactly. So don't don't go, well, the Chiefs showed out. No, they no, didn't. No. They played uninspired, but thankfully the other team has a secret weapon in Jason Garrett to stop them, right? <laughs> Jason Garrett and injuries. That's really what helped the Chiefs against the Giants. Ouch. <laughs> like, you look, I mean, you're not wrong, but... Like, if I'm Jason Garrett and I have a quarterback that can run, the fact that I didn't utilize bootlegs or RPOs with him, especially when the injuries started to form, is an indictment on my inability to coach offense. Yes. And I am thankful as a Chiefs fan that it, that, that, that happened. Yes. Because it, it gave the Chiefs one more week of survival. Absolutely. Now, will they survive this next game against the Packers? I, I don't know how Dan Sorensen can be on the field and Aaron Rodgers not eat him alive. And I don't know how Ben Neiman and pass coverage can be on the field and Aaron Rodgers not eat him alive. Because his two favorite targets, Devontae Adams will kill Sorenston, and his second favorite target in Randall Cobb lives in the middle of the field. And you know who roams a zone in the middle of the field? Your boy Ben Neiman. So, like, those things scare me. And if you want to bring Sorenston up to get Cobb on the slot, well, you're just going to get beat anyway. So, like, there's, there's, there's a lot of issues here on how the – how the Chiefs are going to look against the Packers. And I'll get into it in the pit stop. So I don't want to use this time here. You got to listen to the pit stop for me to talk about the breakdowns of this game. But we escaped. We survived for one more week. Which is not good. You never want to just escape the Giants. Now, when you talk about escaping and surviving with a win, you typically talk about that when you have your backup quarterback playing. Which, holy shit. Let's talk about the Giants. MF Rush. A team that played inspired. Yes. Oh, my God. Okay, so, like, everybody was like, is Dak going to play? Is Dak not going to play? Is Dak going to play? Is Dak not going to play? Dak did not play. And I was like, well, this is the game that we lose before we get into the playoffs. I'm okay with that. That's fine. Whatever. It would have been a tough team. But holy hell, Cooper Rush, 
325 yards, two touchdowns, only one interception. Damn, dude. You Congrats. really see why why the Cowboys chose him over G squared, right? We knew I Ben Neiman was a lost cause, but we'd never seen Cooper Rush play. And like this right here goes, okay, now it makes sense why you moved on from G squared. I am so happy Ben DiNucci did not sniff anywhere near this because <laughs> this would have been catastrophic. But Cooper Rush, I Cooper Rush and, and Amari wrong. Cooper, the Cooper connection was, yeah, was I know. humming. Cooper squared was just cooping. <laughs> They were hanging with Mr. Cooper, and that was one hell of a TV show. (laughs) (laughs) It was crazy, too, because there were so many Cowboys fans at the games that you you could just hear the coop, and I'm like, man, which coop are we doing this for? But this is awesome. He played a a very good game, right? I'm not going to cost my team the game, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to give my playmakers opportunities to make plays, and that's exactly what Cooper Rush did. And I know people have been critical about Zeke last year, but – Give a round of applause to Zeke mm-hmm. and that big first down that he got. Yeah. Right? Running through, what, three Vikings? Yeah. Like, it, it looked like someone just curb stomping people <laughs> to get the he first down. He took the criticism and he worked on it, which is, that's, like, the best thing that you can ask for. And then the defense stepped up, right? All, well, <sighs> you're going up against, I mean, the quarterback is, you know, a, a mid-tier quarterback. So, you know, no... It wasn't like you were going up against a nobody. But still, this is But Jefferson defense. and Thielen are big-time yeah. wide receivers, and props to the Cowboys' Dude, defense. Th- I'm telling you, I watched this game, and I was like, who the hell is this team? Because this is not my Cowboys. I like this. Also, Randy Gregory, like that – so, like, so can I go into something real quick? Yeah, sure. This is what pisses me off, okay? When I bring up Tank Lawrence and how he's not worth the money, this is why. Because Randy Gregory – like, even take the sacks out. Those hurries, those yep. pressures on the quarterbacks were very evident evident in this game. And when Tang plays the past couple of years, have you, he's been non-existent. Mm-hmm. Gregory is clearly the better guy, and which is why this will be Tank's last year in Dallas. Take the savings from Tank mm-hmm. and pay Gregory yep. and keep him on this yep. team. Yeah, because one's obviously showing that they can be there. Injuries are injuries, but, dude, if you're always hurt, like, it's, it's time to just... Speaking of always hurt, did you notice how Micah Parsons was playing a lot of middle linebacker and how Leighton Vanderish's role is getting even more diminished? Yep. He gone. Yeah, he's gone. He's gone. Which is fine. I'm cool with it. Bye. Bye. I mean, and truthfully, when he was on the field, every time I noticed Dan Leighton Vanderish, it was because he was next to the pile of all the tackles. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I didn't notice him make a play. I noticed Micah make plays. Yep. I noticed Brandy Gregory being the MVP of the defense this game. Yep. But, like, in, you know, the Cooper connection being the MVP of the offense. But, like, you know, I I, I told you this game was probably going to give us an answer on LVE, mm-hmm. and I, I think it did. Yeah. You know, especially with the percentage of times that Micah was playing different linebacking roles. Yep. Leighton Van Der Esch is done. Uh, speaking of the defense, though, the streak is broken. There was no interception for Trayvon Eggs. There was almost one. Almost. Uh, but that's fine. He'll be back next game. I'm ready for it. But, uh, I mean, the Cowboys look good now. Yeah. Uh, and I will say, just initially watching the game, that first kick from Zerline, I was like, great. He missed it. So That's what's going to happen. That's the one issue right here. Well, I have two issues. One clock management, but not, there's no clock issues here in this game. Zerline, just get your shit together, man. Uh, actually, okay. I will give credit. Mike McCarthy did have a smart, smart timeout. He noticed his defensive playmakers and Gregory, and I forgot who the other guy was, who wasn't on the field on uh, mm-hmm. a key Vikings drive. He called a timeout to yep. get Gregory back on there. That was smart. 
clock management and mm-hmm. timeout usage right there. So I will give him props for doing that. Yep. So the one issue from this game was just special teams. Yeah. Mainly Greg the leg, Greg no, the shaky he, legs are Yeah, line. he doesn't get that name anymore. Is Greg the the peg. Is is this gonna be the thing that cost the Cowboys? Oh my god, if it is, that oh, don't say that. Please don't put that bad juju out there. But it could be. I mean the the score was only twenty to sixteen, so like had Zerline made that twenty three point or okay, we would have been at twenty three points. Okay, yeah, that's still pretty close, but... I just... I worry about at what point do you start maybe putting out a call and, like, just going, what kickers are available? Yeah. Yeah, we didn't didn't really make any moves at the trade deadline. I didn't think that we would, but I was kind of hoping a kicker would come our way. Yeah, I mean, when, when the Ravens call out Justin Tucker, do you think anybody thinks he's going to miss? There's full confidence, no, right? Yeah. And there's... And, and it's key because, too, when you have these final drives to score, like, I, if I'm Dak, I want to believe if I can get you to the 40-yard right. line, you'll make the kick, right? When, when Lamar Jackson had 19 seconds or 20 seconds left against the Lions, he knew all he had to do yep. was get Tucker in range, right? Yep. And that is so key. That's so, like, motivating. so much faith. Yeah, it's, it's so motivating for an offense to go, like, look, I need to extend myself here because I know my guy will pull through. Yep. If If... Yeah, they I start don't. not believing in Greg. It's going to change the offense. I think it kind of already has. Like I think that there's more often times that we go for it rather than yeah. like, oh, we'll just kick the field goal. No, we can't really count on the field goal to be kicked properly. So I think that's the one negative in this game is Greg Zerline. Yes, right. Yes, definitely. Like, dude, just I don't know what's going on. You literally have one job, literally one job to kick that ball. Just kick it into the goal. <sighs> So let's talk about one more depressing subject. Oh, no. The, the Mavs. Mavs. So, like, <laughs> so I'm going to be Jeez. depressing because, like, if you look at the Mavs, they're fifth in the West. Yeah. Isn't bad, right? It's Seeing not right, though. But, but let me tell you why this is bad. And, and this, is, this is numbers before the loss to the Heat, okay? These are NBA numbers before the loss to the Heat um, that I'm going to give you. So they will change a little bit. But this offense look, looks awful. It looks terrible, this this Mavs offense right now. And mm-hmm. let me explain how bad this Mavs offense truly is. Oh, no. The Mavs right now, right now in, in the NBA, are t- bottom five in points per game. Bottom five in the NBA. And last year, they were 18th in the NBA in points per game. So they went from like mid-packish to actually bottom three they are this year. And they went from averaging 112 points a game to now they're averaging before the Minnesota game under 100 points a game. That's a huge swing. And they might be fifth in the West, but their point differential is bottom third of the NBA. That's not fifth best in, best in the West. That means you've gotten lucky with who you've played so far. Yeah. And so like while the standings might lend you to believe the Mavs are having a decent start. The numbers are pointing to that it's false hope right now. And you know who just missed their fourth game in a row? Porzingis. Freaking Porzingis, yeah. Like, this is his last year in Dallas to me. This, I really hope so because I, I really wanted to believe, I really wanted to get on the Porzingis train, but the Porzingis train is c- constantly in the shop. Look, I love Jalen Brunson. I think he's a terrific six-man. But just like in the Heat game tonight, Jalen Brunson cannot be my second-best player. Mm-hmm. And when Porzingis is hurt, 
Right. And, you know, Hardaway played a good game, but he didn't play the second best player on the team game today. Yeah. Like, you can't have Brunson be your second Dude, best player. We're dwindling away on Lucas, like, prime years. The, the, the clock is ticking on, uh, yeah. on this thing, and they've got to make a decision. And, like, I know it's early, and, like, I'm going to be accused of, like, being no, I mean, panic button and all this, but, but like, you have to be like look at look at where we were at last year. Look at where we need to be this year. Like we're not when trending the front, well. When the front office sells you like, hey, we got rid of Carlisle. That was the problem, and didn't make any impactful yes. moves player wise in the. I'm sorry, Carlisle's not on the court. Okay, and say what you will about Carlisle, but he's a damn good coach. He's just, he, he was there for a long just, time, and his message yeah. ran out. And, and it ran, of course, and that happens to a lot of good coaches. But don't tell me magically inserting Jason Kidd was going to fix this. And I told no. you he's flamed out other places he's been. Yeah. And he might have the voice of the locker room right now. But if this trend continues a pitiful, pitiful offense, it's going to go away. Yeah, you can only do so much with the coaching. You really got to put some some effort into and, getting and, good players build a team around yeah. Luca. like what are we waiting for and Luca can only do so much too he is exactly. openly passing up shots to try to get his teammates involved early in games and that's why the Mavs struggle early right the last couple of games he started to be having to shoot more early on that's why the Mavs have been able to get on the run but Luca's only shooting Luca's shooting terribly from three-point land about like 25 percent right now and if that shot's not falling because Luca is your offense on this team you have no hope yep so, I mean, you are you are gonna run into a stretch here, where like, you know, you, you get the Spurs and you better win that game because mm-hmm. if you lose Spur lose the Spurs tomorrow, you might as well just <laughs> you might as well start thinking about blowing it up early. But you'll have this nice little run here where you get where you get the Celtics and you get to play the Bulls, and then you get to play the Nuggets. And the Suns and the Suns and the Clippers in the next ten in the in this next ten game frame, right? I'm ignoring the Spurs and the Pelicans in this frame, but you'll you'll face some really good teams in the Celtics, the Bulls, the Nuggets, mm-hmm. and the Suns twice, and that is going to tell you if those numbers I pointed out to you are real, yeah. because those good teams are going to exacerbate those numbers. They're going to make those numbers ever more apparent because you're going to run out of Pelicans and Spurs to play, and you're about to run into a, the buzzsaw of the Bulls who are playing out of their mind right now because they got DeMar. You've got the reigning yep. MVP in the Nuggets. You've got the Suns who are just in the finals. They are going to tell you whether or not yeah. you're good. And then you got a Celtics team that while they are struggling, they at least have a lot of good pieces, unlike the Mavs. So like right. you're about to run up against it here. And like this fake number five in the West thing is about to go away and the pressure is about to turn on because the Mavs are going to yep. drop from five. I'm calling it now. After... Unless there are some major changes made. Yeah. Watch where the Mavs are Thanksgiving. I will be shocked if we're still hovering at the fifth spot. Yeah. It, the way we're tr- uh, projected right now, I don't really see it. I just... I, I don't see it coming and I, I don't want to be negative, but that is what I'm seeing for the Mavs right now. Which is funny you say that because you know what I'm seeing in the stars. What's up? Four straight losses. Oh, uh, so yes, another yeah. another one of our teams is struggling right now, yeah. and the stars are just. Can we get a lead going into the third period? We keep no. giving up early goals. It seems like uh, the, these last four games we haven't been able. Three of the last four games we haven't had a lead going into good. the third, and we're always playing from behind. This team is getting blown up at the end of the season. I mean, Not at the before, deadline, yeah. at the trade deadline, like. Unless they turn it around, like, 
We told you this was the year where they decide to either blow it up or make one last run. They have to at this point. And these four straight losses don't help the one last run, which is what I would really enjoy. Yeah, same. It's still early. It is still early, so I don't want to be alarmist, but... Losing four straight isn't great. Yeah, but that, do you not sound the alarm at four straight? Because I yeah. would. Especially when your offense can't. Yep. Offense or defense, it's both. Both of them aren't playing well. But three of the last four games, you can't have a lead going into the third period. Like you're always playing from behind. It's exhausting. Yeah. It's absolutely it exhausting. It's terrible. It's crazy because it's like just looking at all of the teams outside of K State. One of these teams is not like the other, and it's finally in a good way. Like, yeah. the Cowboys are the only ones that are kind of, you know, holding down the fort. Yeah, and I, I want to be positive, but with two more games in Canada before you come back home with the Stars, like, yeah, it might go to five games. You need to get at least one of these Canadian games, mm-hmm. at least some momentum right. coming in, coming back right. home, right? Because this road trip has not been kind to the no. Stars. No, not at all. Even though they're supposed to be big and bright, deep in the heart. Okay, you definitely did the clap wrong. I did it. uh, The stars at night are big and bright. I'm from Kansas. I don't care. I know. Well, you should care. If you're going to do it, at least do it right. Well, hopefully the Chiefs and the Mavs and the stars can do something right because I'm getting old. The fields in Kansas are super flat. Shh. That's the sound of the wind going again. I hope you like bread and I hope you like beef. Thank you, Kansas. <laughs> I sure do. I do like those two things. This has been a very depressing <laughs> I-35 sports connection. There was one bright spot. Yes, the but Cowboys. <laughs> but uh, uh, hit us up on Twitter at I-35SportsCXN. And we will see you guys on the pit stops. We out.